Good evening, and this is the unofficial Wiccan Wanderers podcast. I'm Kieran Hearn, so shall we just crack straight on with it, shall we? It's been an interesting few games. Really interesting. I mean, I didn't expect... I think the game we expected to draw, we won. And the game we expected to win, we drew. So, I don't quite know how that happened, but I'll take it all the same. I will definitely take a point after yesterday's performance because that was a scrappy, nail-biting game. It's all over the place. There was no communication, really, between players. To be honest, the ref played his part. I mean, looking at it, was there a handball? Was there not? And like the ref played on for about, what, a minute, nearly two minutes, and then pulled it back. To me, referees shouldn't be allowed to do that. They should not be allowed if you've played on, if you haven't seen it, if your assistant hasn't seen it, there's no VAR involved, you play on. You don't just automatically you should decide, oh yeah, that was a free kick, we'll pull it back. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. However, on the whole, the Wimbledon game, I feel we should have had two penalties in that game, uh, rather than just the one. Of course, yes, the second one, um, the one that led to the second goal. Yes, that was a penalty. We all saw it. How the Wimbledon player didn't get booked for it, I don't know. Because from what I saw of it, he's literally wrapped his arms around around his weight, around uh, Sally Kaikai's waist and pulled him down. To me, yes, it's a penalty. But how has the ref not even booked him? I don't think the ref even had a word with him about it. That's what I can't understand. And there were so many nooks and crannies yesterday that the ref should have been on top of. Like One of the players went over and started chatting with his assistant. I would have booked him. It's the delay of the game. Seriously, the refs need to crack down on these sort of things. Never mind the rule about when you score a goal, taking your shirt off and you get booked for it. Crack down on players delaying, delaying the games because then they will stop doing it. I know... Time-wasting is part and parcel of the game. Of course, it's a tactic. It's every team who's winning does it. But for me, the refs are not able. They're not agile. They need to crack down on this. So we'll see what happens. As regards to the midweek win against Burton, of course, um, uh, was it Jimmy Floyd Housebank? I got huge respect for. The only thing I can't understand with him is why he chose to go to QPR when he'd done such a brilliant job with Burton before. I thought he could have stayed at Burton and took him on to better things. But, anywho, that's the past and that's him. So, obviously, we had a set. It was a bit of a setback, we thought, when we heard the lineup. When we heard, obviously, when we knew Stuart wasn't playing and Tafazoli wasn't playing either. Uh, and it was just wow. It was just like two key players just not in the team at all. One on the bench and the other missing out because of illness. We don't know what that illness is. Of course, we don't. We know it's not COVID because I was that that would have been confirmed by now. But Chris Farino stepping up to the plate. <laughs> Say stepping up to the plate like it's a baseball term. Stepping in, sorry. Uh, brilliant though, brilliant. Like you know, and I hope he gets more game time because he was brilliant in that game. I thought he he really stepped up to the mark. He really showed us what he can do. He showed Gareth what he can do, and I hope. If he can push himself in training, if he can put more commitment in, a bit more passion, he will get picked. He will play. So hopefully Gareth takes note of that and hopefully he will start playing a bit more. Gareth McCleary. 
Now, Gareth Ainsworth still believes he's got a lot to offer, which, of course, I believe as well, and I'm sure a number of you out there believe as well, that he's still got a lot to offer. What, interestingly, all of his goals this season have come at home. He hasn't scored away, which is... I don't know why I find that interesting, or... I don't know what the word is I'm looking for here, but I don't know. I just find it bizarre. And like, and in the last last season when he when he had scored, all of his goals were away from home. It's just it's a remarkable coincidence that last season all of his goals were away from home. This season all of his goals are at home. So maybe hopefully he can start getting on the score sheet when uh, the Blues are back on the road. Hopefully he'll make his mark against Bolton. On Saturday. Uh, fair play to all of you who are making the journey for that one. You know who you are. I, of course, will be not be able to make that one, sadly. Uh, but I hope to see you all at the game on Boxing Day. So, against Cambridge United. So, that'll be an interesting one, of course. Um, we've got to ask ourselves, though, of course, did the break come at the right time? Like, Gareth was worried that the team would have sort of like a sort of like a hangover from this whole break shall we say just a bit like oh in a bit of a drought shall we say because they haven't played for a little while but and it would have a knock-on effect but I think to be honest it came at the right time the players did it right and it went from strength to strength so that was always a good thing um Burton, the Burton game, which we won, of course, was the third win in four matches. Hallen's first goal, uh, third goal of the season, sorry. A beater had a shot cleared off the line. And that shot he put wide, you remember the ball came in, he took the touch, he cut inside. I don't, I, to be honest with you, I would have to have a look at it again. But as far as I know, he put it wide or it was blocked. But I just, oh, I cannot fly for me, that. Um... The whole sitting back thing as well, I'm still not a massive fan of. Like, you know, you take the lead. Yes, fair play. I'm not saying you shouldn't kill the game off. I'm not saying that. I mean, but if we can't defend, the lead isn't safe. And I think that has been proven a little bit. Definitely in past games. So I feel like this sitting back needs to sort of go from... It needs to go from sitting back to attack like that. That's what needs to happen, in my opinion. Just... It needs to just turn on the flip of a coin. That's what needs to happen. One thing that's interesting to me this week is Gareth has always stated, of course, in the media there was talk of him being a candidate for the Preston North End job. He's always stated it would be something, it would have to take something special for him to leave Wickham. I'm curious, I don't know about you lot, of course I, I wouldn't want him to leave, you know. I, I love the guy to bits, you know, what he's done for the football club, you know he would always be held in high regard here. So, but what is that thing that's special? I mean, I always thought if Blackburn came calling, would he consider it? His boyhood club, you know, would he consider it? But apparently it's, he wouldn't go if the job came. So what is that something special? And of course he holds, he believes that his Wickham team can be on the same level as them. They can compete in the same league. It's just they need to get this consistency problem over with. It's the same yesterday. Like I feel like on Tuesday, in parts, 
A lot of you might disagree with me, but I feel like McCarthy didn't have a bad game on Tuesday, as he did on Saturday. But the consistency isn't there. Like, one week he'll have a good game, next week he's rubbish. And I just feel like with this talent on the bench that he has, like, he made the wrong changes. Me, personally, I'd have taken off McCarthy and brought Horgan on. I'd have done that instead. They need to work on these crosses as well. Uh, McCarthy, Jacobson, etc. They're hitting them too deep. They're too too much pace on them. The players can't get there in time. And it's just not happening. It's really just not happening at the moment. So, of course, we will see what happens there. And, of course, um, after, after Cambridge, of course, uh, and after... Uh, a few away games, we're back at Amstock, and we're on TV, of course, against Sunderland. For me, I can't see... If I was the person choosing the game, I'd have chosen the game against Oxford the week later. Because that is, to me, it's the bigger game. It's a derby game. Oxford's just down... Just like, what about... Just down the M40. It's It's a bigger game. I don't get why you would choose Sunderland for... I mean, yes, Sunderland, you know, a lot of people would say used to be a big club, depending on who you are, of course. Um, but however, what matters is that we are on TV. And to be honest, though, I'm all this time, I'm still never happy with Sky Sports's coverage of the EFL. I think it is bad and it needs to be sorted. I'm going to share something with you that I actually wrote an email to the EFL about the TV deal saying that it's not right because the League One and League Two clubs do not benefit really from the deal. Like at least one club in the championship gets shown a season. The only way in League One, League Two you've got of guaranteed of being on TV is if you make the playoffs. That's it. Other than that, it's really it's really a lucky dip, to be honest. If, you pick, if you're if you playing the right team at the right time, you get picked to be on TV. And to be honest, this is why I wish like someone like Amazon or just anybody else would just come in and challenge Sky for the rights to show the games. Because if they came in and said, look, we will show more games from League 1, League 2, I reckon they'd be happy about that. And they, believe it or not, if you... If, for those of you who are thinking they didn't reply to me, they did. And they said, the 72 clubs are happy with the TV deal. And I was like, I don't think they are. I, I really don't think that. Even the championship clubs are not happy with the TV deal. Like, it's been made known in recent years that they're not happy with the TV deal. They think it's it's not right. They, they're thinking like, I mean, of course, yes, the Premier League is the Premier League. And that will get a huge amount of money. But they're saying compared with the championship, you know, second to the Premier League in this country, it doesn't get that. But then again, the Premier League is just a singular league, whereas the EFL stretches across three leagues. So I personally would still hope um, in future that someone comes along and it happens. I mean, to me, with the whole when the EFL deal does come round, it seems to me like they just sky come in off the money and the EFL was so quick to sign off on it in my opinion but that is that's by the by anyway uh not gonna lie on the game it'll be nervous going into it because of course we've played Sunderland five times 
and we've only won once. That's and of course that was when one Darius Charles scored the goal. And of course, I think I remember in the interview, as we all know, he said, "You're in our house. You play by our rules." And of course, that's where the phrase "our house" came from. So. We'll see what goes on elsewhere, of course. Um, of course, I am I was really happy when I heard Mimetti signed a new deal. I'm always, I'm, you know, always really happy to hear about him. Uh, Pete Kuhig has also said that he sh- he's shown full faith and hopes more young players with the same commitment and drive will come into the first team soon. It's all about just giving these young players a chance. It really is. If they're going to get the chance, if Gareth's willing to give them a chance in a game, it's got to happen. I mean, it's got to be a game, though, that actually... I want to say means something. Like, you can't... I feel like you can't just put these guys out, these young players out for cup games. You've got to give them a chance in a league game. Let them step up, step in. Let them try and show what they can do. They won't try too hard. I mean... You look, we've had a few players this season who we haven't, um, who we've only seen once or twice this season, but they've excelled. Like, obviously, Chris Reno against Burton, Ollie Pendlebury earlier in the season against Cheltenham. These players can play. It's just whether Ainsworth wants to give them the chance, and I feel like he needs to, somewhere along the line, is give these young players a chance. So, we will see what happens there. As for the stats, of course, in all the games, I mean, in the Burton game, it was 49%. Okay, mediocre, it's okay. The shots say a different story for me, though. It's like 16 shots, four on target, and two of them were the goals. So, a bit of a, a, bit of a dilemma there. Four fouls, of course, six corners. So it was an it was a it was an all round good performance on on that Tuesday night I thought, but let's jump ahead to yesterday's game. Possession was higher; it was fifty six. Shots were eighteen. Seven on target. Now to me, it's good, but the ball needs to go in the back of the net. Like we all know, it all if doesn't matter. That ball does not go in the back of the net. It don't matter. That's all that matters at the end of the day, isn't it? So, I know I'm making a very obvious point there, but as we know, that's what's got to happen here. Uh, corners, nine. Now, to me, the corners, the deliveries, there was a few that were good. There was, it was just no one was getting on the end of it. There was a few that were just overhit, and I feel like that's something um, Gareth or Dobson or whoever is in charge of the set pieces in, in training needs to address that. Really, and foul was of course a 14. Like I say, the ref was awful. I was again actually considering writing an email to the EFL about the fact that the EFL referees, particularly the League One, League Two referees, are not professional. And to me, I've said this time and time again before, that needs to be amended. It's a, prof- it's a professional level, and the game is getting officiated by non professionals. It's not right. That needs to be addressed. And it needs to be addressed soon. I was going to write the email, but <laughs> I didn't get round to it, unfortunately. Uh, we should have had two penalties in that game. There was t- there was there was there was a claim for two penalties. 
Um, the one thing I will say, of course, is don't get me wrong, of course, uh, Bayo getting on the score sheet as well. The big guy still feels like he's got a point to prove. And, you know, if he pops up now and then, we're all happy about that. I mean, I know we were all like, oh, God, why is he bringing Bayo on? But if Bayo can do that, it, I'm happy with that. It's fine. But I've got a question for all of you out there. Is Ainsworth leaving it too late? To make changes. I don't know about you. But in definitely in the past like three, three, four games I've seen. He leaves it far too late. He leaves it till about the 20 minutes to go. For me. It's of course it's trial and error. You know. But for me. I feel like in some of these games. If he made the changes earlier. It would benefit. It would help. So. Hopefully we'll see what happens there. And hopefully. They can go to Bolton and hopefully come back. I I will take a point from that game against Bolton. I will. I'll take a point. Because Bolton's not an easy place to go to and come away with something. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. We need the three points as much as any team on Saturdays. But if we can get a point out of that, it's still fine. It's okay. We'll just have... But after that, of course, the game on Boxing Day is a must win. After that, it is a must win. We can't keep drawing these games. So after that, I'll take a draw on Saturday. But the game against Cambridge on Boxing Day, for me, is a must win. It needs to happen. It needs to go. Because, of course, with the heavy, heavy fixtures we've got in um, in January, of course, we've got, we've got uh, Charlton, New Year's Day. We've got Sunderland. Uh, followed by Oxford, and then uh, we've got MK Dons later in the month. It's just so many big games all at once here, and it's it's big. It's going to be, it will be heavy days for the players. It will be tough times. So we'll have to see what goes on there. However, yes, it was a scrappy game. We got a point out of it. We really should have done better in that game against Wimbledon, however, we move on, our heads held high, we're still in the playoffs, and of course it's a big away trip on Saturday to Bolton, so we'll see what happens there, and I hope to see you all at the game on on Boxing Day, don't be shy, come up and say hello, Uh, a regular listener, uh, Stuart Lee Kester, I hope I've got the name right, uh, came up and said hello to me on uh, Saturday. Good to see you, Stuart, as always. Like I said, I'm always more than happy to talk to anyone about Wickham. So if you want to come up and have a chat with me, I'll have a chat with you at the game. So hopefully you all have a good Christmas. I will see you on Boxing Day against Cambridge. Come on the Blues. This has been the Unofficial Wickham Wanderers podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>